0: Welcome to Running Is Bullshit, I'm Stuart.
1: And I'm Amy, and you're listening to the podcast that loves to hate running.
0: And we're into those few days a year in the UK when it's too hot to run. So Amy, have you had any hot runs? Are you still running at 4am?
1: You know what, it's funny, like, I said that thing about oh I'm getting up at five every morning I'm running and that did last about a week I have been running not in the heat I haven't been running much this week just because I've I've been feeling a bit unwell and just not coronavirus just you know a bit crap um so I haven't been running in the heat but I have been getting up fairly early just not as early as 5am but yeah it's bloody hot it's
0: horrible it's nasty yeah I'm I'm just not going to bother now um we have to get the obligatory dog update in straight away because uh, if you didn't listen last time, shame on you, frankly. I've got a dog now just because I was jealous of Amy. William is a fantastic boy. Um, I've had lots of fun uh, with him. He hasn't been running yet because he's still a bit skinny, so we can't really run him yet. Um, but he's he's wonderful. I love having him so much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Uh, I don't really have much of an update. Pippin is still a little shit a lot of the time. I don't know whether I said she was a little shit last time, but she's a little shit. Finley is a good boy, but can be a little shit. So this morning I took him out for a walk. He wasn't having any of it. He just laid on the ground. I had to carry him most of the way. being so lazy. And then on the way back, I let him off the lead for a bit and he decided to join an outdoor exercise class.
0: <laughs> of course he did.
1: Yeah, yeah. He didn't even go up to anyone, in he just sat, everyone's obviously socially distanced outside. and He just sat in the middle of it all, just sat there. I'm like, what are you doing? So that's the doggo update I don't think Finley's going to be a running dog and I'm glad I've got Pippin as like a reserve because I I did talk a while ago on the podcast saying oh yeah maybe I'll be able to take Finley running because some people take their corgis running with them he's not running. he's not a walking dog let alone a bloody running dog but Pippin definitely is
0: (laughs) was he in the middle of the exercise class because he knew that morally you couldn't go into the middle of it to get him out
1: probably so he, he just looked as confused as i was though i, I don't know why he just because finley is a very good boy off the lead he just sort of trots along beside you and just walks at his own pace but he went sprinting off i'm like where is he going and i turned the corner and he's just in the middle of his bloody plates just sat there looking at me like, <laughs> i don't think i don't think he knew why he was there either
0: <laughs> well coming up in this episode i'm sure we'll mention dogs again we'll also be talking running accessories that's our main theme for this week and some strava local legends so obviously some of your tweets and the bullshit running news so amy back on track with the long runs but not really this week
1: yeah <laughs> i might go out and do a long run tomorrow I, I always feel like i have done a run this week i can't remember how much i did on like monday or tuesday um so i might try and do a long run tomorrow it's supposed to be really hot there was no stuff we have to get up early but i have been doing long runs they have been happening have i did tw- i did 12 miles last week So things have been happening things. I'm very slow at the moment. I know I know I don't really care about pace, but I am reminded that I used to be a bit faster. So it is a bit frustrating because it's taken me so long to do the long runs. But it's just good to be running again, I guess.
0: So, yeah. Yeah. The last two weeks before this one, uh, you ran further than me, which upsets me deeply. But the last two weeks, I've been recording all of my dog walks as well. Because I think if I have to see other people's Zwift rides, they have to see my dog walks. That's only fair. And so the amount I'm walking now and the the logistics of fitting in dog walks, I didn't realize was so hard. Because I do like four runs a week. SBC does like five or six runs a week plus a couple of like you know um, training sessions in the garden plus three walks a day trying to work out who's going to do what when and for how long god it's so much work to do I'm I'm walking now like 25 miles a week on top of the running it's hard work
1: yeah yeah it takes a bit of a, a while to adjust because I find that on days that I run my routine is like go out for a run and and because I live in flats it's usually come back let the dogs out for a wee like take them downstairs for a wee then come back then take them out for a walk in the morning then come back then do a bit of work take them out for like a midday wee do a bit more work take them out for evening like going out to the park and stuff so it, it, it ends up being like a lot of walking I don't I, I've got out of the habit of wearing my watch so I don't know exactly how far I've been walking but it's good it's it's what is it time on feet t-o-f so I say,
0: yes. time feet. It's pretty hard work. <laughs> <What laughs> do ultras? <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, on Thursday we did, of course, the Welsh Coast Path because that's what we just do all the time now. We did a lovely 14 mile section. We took William for his first really long walk, which he did really, really well. Um, it was four hours of walking and four cafe stops. So we're single-handedly resurrecting this a cafe economy, and happy to help out. And he coped with that very well. um We even we went to buy him doggy ice cream they didn't have any doggy ice cream so he said oh have you got any you know we're trying to look at the menu to see what we could feed him because he needs you know a lot more food than he should be on for his weight because he's underweight so in the end SBC bought him a chicken and cheese sandwich <laughs> took the not the bread bad. yeah not the bread just like some chicken and some cheese uh with nothing else on it and just fed him that at the table and we were getting some very strange looks
1: <laughs> oh well the haters, is is gonna hate he's good I, well pippin would have eaten the whole thing pippin pippin eats bird poo off the ground so she would have eaten the whole sandwich in its entirety and relished every bite so <laughs> we've had to get pippin like a proper muzzle because she eats so much off the ground so yeah
0: <laughs> oh that's a good point yeah i see dogs with muzzles sometimes and i think they don't look like a kind of snappier dog but of course i guess it's to stop them eating stuff as well
1: yeah, that's the only thing. Like, we don't like her wearing a muzzle just because I don't want people not to want to go near her or discourage their dogs from playing with her. But she eats so much rubbish off the ground and she's been sick a few times. I just think it's not. We're, we're trying to get her used to wearing a muzzle
0: just for that reason. OK, that makes sense. Um, I also ran a hard 5K, which is the first time in four or five months Uh, It was nasty, nasty hard work. I did 22.53 on the Cardiff Park Run course, which is fine. That's about what I was aiming for. I I aimed for 22 and a half minutes purely because the maths is easier, because four and a half minute kilometres are easier to judge than four minute 36 kilometres. I can't be doing maths on the run. So I thought, go for an easier time uh, to work out, not to run. And it, it kind of worked. So yeah, under 23 minutes is fine, fine for me at the moment.
1: I had uh, the end of my long run last week. My watch told me that I'd done my fastest 5K. And I'm really, I'm not sure whether this whole thing with Strava, um, not Strava, Garmin going down and stuff and all that sort of thing. Because I had to reconnect my watch to the app. So I'm not sure where it was confused. But it said my fastest 5K was 43 minutes. I'm like, that's not my fastest oh, 5K well that I've Good for done. You. <laughs> I'm sure that, you know, for some people that's, that's absolutely fine. But I, it was because it was a long run and on trails and stuff. But I was like... That, no way did I do, just do my fastest 5k thank you very much I know I've got slower but not that slow <laughs>
0: Gorman was confused bless it mm-hmm. <laughs> okay back to the last episode uh, we had a tweet from Amy's mum and she said great episode but saddened to find my daughter only visited me to run the Wales coastal path like is this how you communicate now you record the podcast and she tweets in
1: yeah, that that's the only way. Since lockdown, just no no form of communication. Thank you very much. Don't want to risk uh, anything.
0: <laughs> other than a podcast and a tweet. So she'll have yeah, to wait that's... another two weeks if she replies to it. If she replies, she'll yeah. have to wait another two weeks for the answer.
1: <laughs> she made me laugh though, because she said to me the other day, she's like, I don't like my adjectives that I get for being a Patreon supporter. All like, right. I thought your adjectives were all right compared to some people. Count yourself very lucky. I think she yeah. saw it as like a personal a personal thing, like a personal attack. I was like, no, 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 a random they're randomly generated. Don't pretty worry. Much random.
0: Yeah, they're a little bit different this time. So she's got something else to look forward to now.
1: Uh, I'm not sure if it's I think she she expects like preferential treatment because she's my mother. And that's not, we don't do nepotism on this podcast that's not how we roll. She'll be treated just like everyone else.
0: Uh, I've just scrolled down and I don't think she'll be entirely pleased.
1: That's all right. <laughs> Matt Garner questioned being called merrily gullible in our patron shout out. See, Matt Garner isn't impressed either. Um, but we said it was actually a very good compliment. And he said, oh, well, in that case, keep up the good work. Oh, bless him.
0: Yeah, full That's the
1: merrily gullible Matt Garner. <laughs>
0: Extremely so uh jenkins is still making his way around wales as he attempts the record and as we record on saturday afternoon uh, we can look at his live tracker we shifted on a little bit since last time he's just passed caswell bay uh, in the gower uh, coming up to mumbles and around swansea bay to swansea so that's a lovely section it's actually the section i did the other day so i know pretty much exactly where he is and i think he'll be so happy to get to mumbles because from there it's a flat six miles to Swansea, which will be a nice difference for him, I think.
1: So he's supposed to finish by Monday. Is that uh, yeah, I think he needs to finish by Monday to
0: beat the record monday evening i believe yes yeah. so when this goes out hopefully people will be keeping an eye if they go to rockman.co.uk and the link of course will be in the show notes uh please have a look at where he is and check it out and his donation links is there as well i've seen him doing interviews and stuff recently he was on like itv news the other day like reese how are you absolutely knackered i it know like, it's just like he's <laughs> just the poor man is dead um we're going to give him a week or so to recover and then we're going to have a chat to him in time for the next episode
1: Definitely. Right, on to Patreon. Prepare yourselves, those listening. There's a new format. Hopefully this will please those who are upset with their adjectives. <laughs> uh, yeah. So once again, we thank those dear listeners who are supporting us on our Patreon. Don't forget we still have buffs available. Great as a face covering to protect you against various... Respiratory viruses.
0: Just say coronavirus. What, what, are you, what are you doing?
1: I'm, I'm. I don't want to make money off. Uh, off a uh, world pandemic. I'm not just coronavirus. Just anything that might happen. Okay, you know. You know. I'm not. I'm, I'm. not here to make money off of other people's misery. Um. <laughs> and patrons should now show your money in pounds if you're in the UK. Thank goodness. So head to our website, runningisbs.com, for the Patreon link. So we have Rob Smith, the ruddy sloth. Matt Garner, the mindless gorilla. Is that there, Matt? Kirk Shepherd, the kaput starfish. Victoria Dick, the volatile dog. Matt Leet, mute lion. (laughs) Elliot Lyne, the exotic llama (laughs) Brian Simpson, the burly shrew Amanda Murray Hind, the amazing moorhen
0: These are much more fun Simon Ross, the stormy rabbit Lisa Gibbon, the little gibbon Hugh Phillips, the historical panda Maria Wicks, the mushy wolverine Clark Gilmore, the careless giraffe Mickey Genders, the naughty goat Julia Page, the jaded porpoise and Jay, the joyous jaguar let us know if those are any better for you. And if, if there's something else you want us to do with those, let us know. So our main topic for this episode is running accessories. It's something obviously we touch on all the time because there's all kinds of weird shit that comes along with running. I think, well, as you advance through running, you get more stuff. And also there's a lot of crap being sold to the new runners who think they need it. So we're talking belts and bottles and straps and bands and tech and any other crap you attach to yourself before going for a run. Amy, so for your normal run, just a standard everywhere, everyday, four AM run for you, what is your standard accessory ensemble?
1: I nearly forgot. When I was when I was typing this all out and thinking about it, I nearly forgot Garmin. I wear a watch.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like watch like,
1: yeah, yeah. I was I was thinking about everything else and I forgot. Yeah, I normally wear a watch and the worst thing in the world is when you forget your watch and you look down and you can see like your watch tan line, like the ghost of the Literally watch. Literally never happened to me and never will. Ugh, I hate it. And then you have to use your phone like a caveman to use the Strava app to record your run. I hate that.
0: See, I don't yeah. mind that, but the Strava app doesn't connect to heart rate monitors, and I need that data.
1: Oh, I do have a. My Garmin has a heart rate monitor in it for the wrist, but I hear they're like really not very accurate at all. So, um, so I have my Garmin. Um, I have my phone for like music and podcasts mainly, but also I do find it useful for maps if, if I get lost. So yeah,
0: happens to you quite often. That,
1: that proves yeah yeah so I need that also if you've got a lot of smartphones a compass like can be really useful if you get lost like obviously a bog standard compass but I remember when I got lost in Snowdon if I didn't have the compass on my phone I would have been completely lost because it was only by looking at the compass that I was able to tell that I was walking the right direction. You know, obviously you need the map as well. So because I didn't have any signal to access Google Maps, so I got out my compass. And you don't need any like phone signal for that. It just collaborates before you go out or whatever. So yeah, I'm a compass on your phone, great. Instagram stories, of course, you know, gotta document Absolutely. the runs. And and of course, safety. And when I say safety, <clears throat> I mainly mean if I fall over and I need someone to drive and get me, you know, that's my main worry. Or if yeah. I see a random man wanking on the trail and I need to call the police, you know.
0: <laughs> I mean yeah, that's I, that's the standard I, reason for most people.
1: Yeah. I do think like some people say oh go out running without your phone it's freedom blah 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 but I do think in terms of safety I do prefer having my phone on me and like I said it's not because I'm worried about being attacked it's more in case I hurt myself and I need to call for help basically. Yeah or if you (laughs) come across another runner
0: yeah, or if you come across someone else who's hurt themselves you don't know when you might need it yeah I always take my phone with me as well just in case.
1: Exactly. Like even if it's, like, chucking it down with rain and I don't want to wear, like, my earphones and get them wet, I put my phone in, like, a Ziploc bag and take it with me because I just I don't like going about it. Um, so I do wear earphones as well, listening to the aforementioned, like, audio stuff. Again, people have very strong views on whether you should wear earphones when you're running and whether it distracts you. I used to have, like, the fancy bone conduction conducting mm-hmm. ones, um, but I've lost those, so I don't have those anymore. But they're, they're really good, actually, because they do make you more aware your surroundings you can't hit more um not sponsored but I wear a spy belt which is basically like an elasticated bum bag and I find the elasticated very important to carry my phone and my keys um a newer addition over the past couple of years is a hat um like a cap that I wear on backwards to keep like sweat hair out of my face I was running for so long without that and I'd always have like sweat dripping down my face and my eyes in the summer or when my hair gets longer like hair in my eyes, and just wearing a hat. Total game changer.
0: And it really supports your 13-year-old boy aesthetic.
1: Exactly. Um, and then when I remember in the summer, I wear sunglasses, regardless of whether it's sunny or not, because I get really bad hay fever, and it can stop the pollen getting in your eyes. So And then also I also added in, like, for not really, well, normal runs, but longer runs, I have, like, my running backpack with, like, the mm-hmm. bladder in and some glucose tabs um and also i've got like one of those like really loud rescue whistles in there just because i've forgotten to take it out after an ultra but i you know just in case i need i fall down a ditch in leckworth woods and need to whistle <laughs> doesn't want to rescue me you know <laughs>
0: if, if you get more than 100 yards from civilization and you panic
1: yeah yeah i can just uh i can just whistle so they're the main things So one thing i don't carry with me that i always see like people say you should is id like not necessarily a car like, even like a handwritten thing where uh, yeah. If something happens, like it just says your name, a emergency contact number, and if you have any medical conditions. But the thing is, I don't have any like bad medical conditions, so I think I just risk it. You know, I'm not allergic to anything, or yeah. I'm not like you know, something's not going to happen that the emergency services should need to know about. So I just sort of risk it. I know you can get like uh, wristbands as well, can't you, with all that information on? But I just don't, I don't really bother. I don't know whether that's bad or not. <laughs>
0: Probably is a little bit, yeah
1: yeah but you know people will find me it'd be like a little little game won't it where's amy where's amy falling down a ditch into you
0: know you let one of the other runners find your dead body
1: yeah exactly i mean
0: they're all right we're all prepared for it so it's fine One of the reasons for doing this topic was that I'm pretty sure I'm one of the faffiest runners out there. But before I talk about myself, which I love to do, um, let's just have a look at what everyone else is up to. We asked on Facebook and Twitter to let us know what bullshit accessories that you use regularly. And whilst we don't have time to run through them all, because there were loads and loads, we really appreciate everyone getting in touch. Um, Thank you to everyone. We'll be running through some of the most interesting and unusual and inevitably gross so first of all mm-hmm. sam at blessed with pace on twitter said their bullshit accessory was a credit card sized thing that folds out into a phone stand to take photos when there's nowhere convenient to prop it up i've seen these before and they are very very clever and it does look quite fun
1: that's pretty cool i didn't know that existed i'm quite so is this to take like selfies while you're
0: yeah really or do, it one of yeah. those really wanky uh photos of you like running forwards as if there's someone taking a yeah. photo of you but it's obviously you've run up put it there run back along the trail and then run past it and then come back and picked it up and then just cropped it down to make it look cool
1: yeah, yeah i've to done be honest, that i do yeah. quite like that <laughs> yeah i've done that in like um when i'm running places that are like really cool and stuff and i want a picture of myself running in them <laughs> Yeah, so I think no
0: this is one <laughs> I found on Amazon is a S-faster, S-faster thing. It's just, yeah, credit card sized, really thin, and it just folds out very, very cleverly into a few different ways to take photos of yourself, if that's your thing. I quite like that.
1: That's pretty cool. I might get one of those myself. <laughs> uh, at Matt Barton underscore says, Flip Belt is an absolute game changer. Haven't run without mine in years. Marathons and training and anything. Phone, keys, and barcode, gels, whatever, just swallows it up, and I barely notice it's there. I have heard good things about flip belt. Like I said, I use spy belt, but I think flip belt is more like a belt, if that makes sense, Like more like yeah. one size all the way around and lots of different pockets in there. So I, am, I have been considering making the, the change to flip belt instead of spy belt. So yeah. I think anything that's, like, elasticated works really well because it doesn't tend to bob up and down when you're running as much.
0: Yeah, the next one's a bit uh, on a similar kind of theme, so we'll talk about it after that. So if we just continue, Matt's for now.
1: Yeah, it says, and he says, That and my bone conductor Bluetooth headphones are the extent of my ensemble. Ensembler? Ensemble? Ensemble? <laughs> right. That and my bone conductor Bluetooth headphones are the extent of my ensemble. <laughs> Why did he say an ensemble? Because <laughs> like, you're fancy. Ensemble. That. <laughs> ensemble. Ensemble. <laughs> That and my Bone Conductor Bluetooth headphones are the extent of my ensemble. Although, on reflection, I suppose Bone conducting Bluetooth headphones are quite bullshitty, but I'll fight anyone who says so.
0: Hmm.
1: The bone conducting headphones are good.
0: I think they're pretty legit. I've never actually used them, I don't think. But I think they're pretty standard use now. I don't think they're particularly bullshit. They do have a purpose.
1: And they're coming down in price now. Because I remember when they first started, well, came out, started being used, they were really expensive. But you hmm. can get some sales picked up um the aftershocks is that, what it, no, is that the bra what's the bone conductor i think is it i think aftershocks might be the bra company i can't remember what the bone is something shocks something like the the, the uh running bone conducting uh bone conductor headphones i can't remember anyway they are usually like when they first came out they were like a few hundred quid and you can pick them up for about 60 on sale now so they're getting more affordable as well
0: yeah um tanya papworth morgan says i took a biodegradable dog poo bag this morning so i could pick blackberries mid-run how lovely i have been picking no. blackberries on my runs i've not gone to the extent of taking a bag with me because i just imagine by the time you get anywhere like that bag is just going to be jam.
1: also my dog poo bags are scented and now the smell (laughs) of the dog poo bags just reminds me of dog poo so i feel like i was eating like dog poo blackberries so yeah okay
0: just stop and eat them on the way i quite like doing that. uh she says i've previously ran with a piece of cake in the bag hanging from my bum bag so i could drop it at my sister's and run home too again that's just going to be some mushy crumbs surely in this weather as well yeah yeah (laughs) but she says the most bullshit thing is the bum bag It swivels around onto my hip, won't stay tightened, and I can hear the door key bouncing next to my phone. Six years later, and I'm still using it. Okay, I'm going to defend the bum bag. I will defend the bum bag to the death. Mm -hmm. I've used one for years. I think they're amazing. You've used one for six years. It's terrible, and you haven't replaced it, Tiny. What are you doing? You clearly use it for all kinds of other things as well.
1: This is what I mean about getting the, the elasticated bum bag it's a it's a game changer unless you unless that's what you're using and it's still b- bumping up and down in case that case tries something new i will say about the door key noise it's annoying but just turn your music up turn your audio up and don't ignore it and just like, annoy everyone else you know
0: yeah that's fine well i've just got like a i've got an elasticated one not like a flip belt or a spy belt like an elastic band with like a little pocket at the front mm-hmm. uh, i like to call it a fanny pack just because the word fanny is funnier um i could put my phone and my keys go in there no problem and it's quite tight so it holds them together uh, i don't get any jingling i the bum bag is far superior to the arm holder definitely
1: oh god yeah yeah definitely if you use an arm holder you're a noob
0: yeah <laughs> i was just thinking that it, it's because uh, i did you know i know a lot of the yeah, people did it, it does to strike me as slightly a noob move <laughs> which brings us nicely on to the next one <laughs> Yeah.
1: Uh, at Shani Little Ears says, I swear by this my band wrist phone holder. Wrist. Sweatband material. Oh, don't get me started. Sweatband material, little zip pocket for keys. She also says, I swear uh, my Bluetooth headphones, when you press the button, skips song and it decides to call the last person you rang instead. Yeah. <laughs>
0: okay, I'll say it again. Uh, wrist. Who carries their phone on I, their wrist, Shani, Come on.
1: I don't like this. I do not like this. I, I always feel if I'm carrying something when I'm running, I feel lopsided. And this yeah, would you just will take be, that. Because you are. I'd have to get two phones and put them each <laughs> in a, <laughs> which would be a very expensive endeavor. I don't, I don't like this.
0: Have you I, ever also, seen one being used?
1: No. And you don't need your phone. Like I know you, I know what you're saying about skipping phones, but there's earphones that you can skip phones or watches that you yeah. can use to skip your music. Like, my earphones, I tap them and it will skip the song. Like, that's good enough for me. I don't want to be like, if I really need to, I'll just get my phone out my bum bag. It takes like two minutes, you know?
0: I don't like I can't get over it. That's, no. that's really strange.
1: I understand that people want to see their phone and all that sort of thing, but nah. It's not no. going to fly with me, I'm afraid.
0: Sorry. Uh, Tony O'Connell <laughs> says, on any run longer than 20K, I carry a piece of bloodstone. It was given to me before my first ultra and has done every long run ever since. I think it's clocked several thousand kilometers. And I didn't know what this was because I thought a piece of blood. Is this like some branded thing I've not heard of? Is it some kind of first aid thing like to stop you bleeding? Um, but I can only see it was just like a random thing that someone gave him and he carries with him because I looked it up and a bloodstone and according to some... Sorry, Bullshit Crystal website. A bloodstone apparently protects you against threats or bullying and can increase mental clarity. So I thought, but actually, this is a good idea because perhaps women could carry this instead of a gun.
1: And hit someone with it if uh, they attack
0: them. Yeah, well, it'll it'll protect you against a threat in the first place. But if not, Uh, again, you can throw it at them. But yeah, that's, I'm not sure, there's more of just like a little ritual thing there from Tony. But yeah, carrying a piece of stone, why not?
1: did uh when i first read it you can see where my brain's at because i thought it was some sort of lord of the rings type shit like i carry a piece of bloodstone and i was like okay where's this going
0: yeah i that? kind of thought something like that but i guess it's more of a i guess it seems like more of a sentimental thing so it's quite nice yeah uh, but he also finished off by saying plus in summer i always carry a snake bandage <laughs> oh that kind of brings you back down because he's in he's on australia so that does make sense
1: what is a snake bandage?
0: Well, I assume it's a bandage you use. It's not for snakes. It's if you get bitten, yeah. but it's not in case you find an injured snake and need to bandage it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was a bit confused. <laughs> like the bloodstone, the snake bandage, it was all a bit odd. It was like somebody gave it him as a quest. Please deliver this bloodstone <laughs> to the mage in the next town. <laughs> it
0: makes slightly more sense if you know that um, Tony's here in Australia. Yeah,
1: yeah, it does. Robert Scott Norton has listed a few things that he carries with him. He says, my phone, my phone belt, a few 20p's in case I get caught short, my park room band in case I keel over, my headphones, a peck of tissues because I often get a runny nose. only takes me 25 minutes to get ready to leave the house. I assume those 25 minutes is looking down the back of the sofa for a loose change. Firstly, what are you buying with 20p's in this economy in case you get caught short? How many twenty p's he carrying?
0: I assume that means if he needs to use a toilet.
1: Is that what it means?
0: Uh, yeah, if, if I get caught short.
1: Sure. I thought you meant like in case I need to get the bus home
0: or
1: something. I was <laughs> <laughs> so like, why do you like? Yeah, right. If you're in a place where you've got plenty of public toilets, like, but also, who's paying for the toilet? Just go in a cafe or something, you know. Well, we used to be able to. Most I guess. ones I've
0: seen that charge as well. They're usually more than twenty p as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, prices are going up now. Some of them are like a pound a piece at the moment. A um, and then also, this whole thing I've seen a few people mention carrying tissues. If you're wearing a t shirt, you don't need tissues.
0: Oh, no, 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 no. Let's not start this again, please. You
1: know yeah. yeah two sleeves. Even in summer, you have like little top up like, your noses. I don't. Tissues, it's just unnecessary weight. Speaking you of are way. A, you are your own tissue. Come on. <laughs>
0: that's another one for amy gender's book of phrases you are your own tissue jesus (laughs) speaking of which lisa gibbon says i'm easy Mm. just a phone watch and hanky gotta take that damn hanky i get a runny nose when i eat brush my teeth get cold or run that's a very is it only those four circumstances because that's kind of quite funny i assume she means all the time but if it's just those four things that would be quite good um she continues so she can't get caught short see just like before when training four or running a marathon this also doubles as a pick-me-up for those kind of distances i take two when i pass the halfway point i treat myself by using the new fresh hanky such a great feeling to feel its dry freshness bliss <laughs>
1: Oh, Lisa, you oh, lead a, a simple life, don't you, Lisa?
0: <laughs> it's the little things sometimes in running that get you through, though, isn't it? Yeah,
1: I Lisa, you've got two sleeves, halfway point uh, onto the other sleeve.
0: Well, you could split the race into four then.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Exactly. And, you know, you've got two socks. There's endless possibilities.
0: Yeah, if you can get down to as far as your shorts as well, if you've got leggings on.
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah
0: (laughs) other people's long hair anything great that's a we really finished off on our usual kind of flair there um so looking through everyone's comments i'm still pretty sure no one particularly beats my kind of accessory load so for me on a standard run it's ankle strap Um, i'm not counting any like clothing here as well so ankle strap which goes my ankle because that's always a pain now i mean you could add Uh, The inserts to my shoes, which I didn't think about, but that could be an extra one as well. Uh, Waistband, as I've said, I always have. And that's got phone and headphones, heart rate monitor and a watch. So that's six. Mm -hmm. Um, Plus, you could include headband or buff as an additional one because that's an extra. That serves a purpose. That's Mm -hmm. like potentially seven. With the inserts, that's eight. Like my pre-run faffing is a nightmare. It takes me so fucking long to get out of the house, as someone else said earlier on. It's such a ball like to have to have all those things. I mean, I don't have to have all those things, but I need all those things. I mean, mm. I don't need those things. I want those things.
1: Yeah, exactly. That whoever said, oh, running, just get a pair of trainers and you can go out the door, it lied.
0: They can fuck whoever they are.
1: No, exactly.
0: So, Amy, you've been looking at some of the most bullshit accessories. You've been doing some research. Hurrah and... I love this. This is a great section.
1: I know. I wasn't even paid to do this research. No one even donated for me to do this research. I did it, you know, as a as a gift for everyone. To get oh. to them for free, you know. Um, so I was looking at the most bullshit accessories you could find for running. And where did I go to look for the most bullshit accessories? Of course, Wish.com. Oh, yes. You can buy anything in the world from Wish.com. If you want to buy weapons that are illegal in this country, Wish.com.
0: Just, I think anything as long as it shits.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. LoveWish.com. So, do you want to hear some of the things I found? I've created a bit of a, a selection here. Of course I do. So, first off, if you're too hot at January Park Run and need to take your shirt off, if you need to take your shirt off at every possible opportunity, you need these men's shorts. And basically, they're shorts with like a little like thing in them to put your T-shirt in. Like like a little
0: speci- loop. specifically for that
1: yeah just little loop you just put your shirt t-shirt through it fantastic <laughs> that that's like the least bizarre thing i found that that just, one kind of makes sense in a way
0: <laughs> i mean if you really want to be doing that if you're taking your t-shirt off so often you're like oh if only I had a place to put my t-shirt if only there yeah. was a way and someone Absolutely. has thought of it thank goodness
1: yeah so uh men's shorts are absolutely perfect if you're that one guy at parkrun that takes his T-shirt off every parkrun, even when it's the dead of winter and chucking it down with rain. Yeah. These are the shorts for you. Um, and also, coincidentally, these men's shorts were the shortest title I found because I love Wish products mm-hmm. and their extremely long titles to get every single keyword they possibly can in there. Okay, so if you've got a lot of gear to carry while you're running down dark roads at 2 a.m., perhaps in afghanistan then you'll need this new multifunctional tactical vest sports outdoor running protective vest reflective training suit
0: amazing it's just what i need i was just thinking the other day i could do with the new multifunctional tactical vest sports outdoor running protective vest reflective training suits
1: exactly and it's got four and a half stars on wish so you know it, it's got to be good it's got to be like i love all the tactical running gear as well like it's got to be the
0: word, what is the word tactical ad
1: it, it's meant to be like sound like military you know it's meant to sound like you're in the army or something like training for something because i've seen them um, tactical baby bags you know like for baby <laughs> gear like so that men can carry like nappies and
0: stuff oh yeah so but if it's meant if it's tactical then it's fine yeah
1: yeah 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 it's very masculine so if you're very masculine and and need to run in the dark or whatever and carry lots of things with you then this is to carry all your hankies this is the best for you
0: you know i found out something the other day about the phrase military grade apparently in the actual military what military grade is means is it covers the bare minimum requirements for the lowest possible cost so it's not actually as cool as um some people would want to believe
1: no no exactly well if there's something we all need to do It's boost our patellas. Absolutely. Absolutely. So whenever I have issues with my knee, my physio always tells me, Amy, you need to boost those patellas. So (laughs) (laughs) Wish has just the thing. Introducing the knee booster, joint support, knee pads, patella, knee strap, tibial booster, powerful rebound, spring force for gym, running, walking, mountain climbing. Now, Stuart, describe what you see in these images.
0: Um, It looks like, well, the first image says knee braces. And it has a description on there of carbon steel spring, breathable mesh, high quality bolt, non-slip fabric. It's, I don't know what it is. It seems like a couple of knee straps, but with a hinge in it.
1: Yeah, it looks terrifying.
0: So is it almost like some kind of resistance against you bending your knee?
1: I have no idea. What I think happens is there's resistance when you bend your knee and it springs back up is that i assume which sounds awful oh, i am not yeah really i think sure it, that
0: must be do. yeah because that sounds awful
1: yeah yeah i I dread to think going mountain climbing with this <laughs> <laughs> Let alone knee
0: spring boosters the other image here and i like it says reduce the pressure on the knees after the armpit because <laughs> 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 <Yes, if>, uh, <laughs> i always think to be honest whenever i bend my knee i always think god if Having to stretch my leg back out after that is such hard work. I could do with some kind of springed hinge there. And this is just the this is just it. And it's eighty eight percent off at the moment as well.
1: Oh that's good. That's very good. Okay, so finally, do you (laughs) want to run outside with all the comforts of inside air conditioning? Then look no further than the USB, rechargeable, personal fan, hands-free, headphone design, wearable, portable, neckband, minifan for travelling outdoor-indoor. At <laughs> the low, low price of £10. What? Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's like, um, you know, it does look like those bone-conducting, um, bone-conductor headphones. Yeah. So, <laughs> but instead of, like headphones on it's little fans
0: so you carry this around your neck and it's got an image there of someone in a gym with these fans directed kind of pointing up at her face Mm -hmm. but if she's in a gym that's going to be air conditioned
1: yeah 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 but it has got strong airflow and three speeds and long working hours and charge with usb
0: so and in four lovely colors or five lovely colors and there's a dog wearing one so must be good
1: i can imagine your lips would get very dry on this like my lips get dry in the summer with air conditioning but imagine having that blasting in your face for the entire time
0: that's well you say blasting i don't think there's much power coming out of that i mean I it's think it, speeds.
1: yeah it's going to be utterly shit isn't it
0: what is that
1: who, wants, that? <laughs> who wants any of this stuff <laughs>
0: well i don't know um but we did discuss before this potentially on the cards there's some kind of top gear challenge available for us here obviously without all the racism there is potential here for some kind of uh, budget setting going for a run each only wearing gear that we've bought from wish that is definitely a future idea
1: if you want to buy new running shoes and you always hear people saying oh i'm on a budget wish three pounds
0: yeah if, you, if you're not fussy about the size
1: yeah or, <laughs> or the quality or yeah. potentially the ethical considerations about who's making these shoes then uh, uh yeah three pound wish
0: absolutely uh not sponsored in any way by wish as you may have worked out <laughs> No,
1: <laughs> i do kind of want the. i want to get the knee booster things the patella boosters just because i want to know what they do they are they boost your patella's of
0: It's it's quite Well obvious. yeah
1: yeah but i want to experience that i feel like there's in the image there's somebody being like launched up a hill i, <laughs> I feel like this could be this could be banned in a lot of fell running circles because it gives you an unfair advantage by making you you know iron man or something it's insane yeah i i want i want to reduce the pressure on the knees after the armpit obviously
0: <laughs> yeah that's true yeah that, that would be really handy um so that's kind of all most of our accessories there was uh, a couple more things oh there's one more thing we want to mention uh, which uh, mark atkinson and max carnage also um pointed out to us is the running belts with the two tiny bottles on either side of the pouch now i did actually i have to admit i did actually buy one of these years and years ago when i was a noob i don't think i realized how small those bottles were i thought it'd just be handy and yeah they were ridiculous i think the total capacity of the two bottles together was uh just over 300 milliliters so basically like the size of a can of coke or standard can was how much water i was carrying and what is the point in carrying that little water
1: i did i did run cardiff half which was my first like proper race with a tiny like not on either side of my belt but like one of those tiny like handheld things yeah tiny handheld water things uh it did mentally you know just knowing i had it i felt safe (laughs) but now yeah i don't i don't bother i always i always do that thing when i'm carrying like my hydration pack is i have a drink at every mile and it's like something to look forward to you're not looking forward to blowing your nose on a dry yeah, on tissue, a dry that's yeah, what yeah. i look forward to taking a sip of water every mile it just yeah makes the miles fly by oh, like excellent,
0: that. <laughs> excellent transition there amy because we also asked on facebook what's the minimum acceptable distance to carry a hydration backpack of course if we ignore the fact that this doesn't affect anyone else and we should let people do whatever the fuck they want. It, you know, if you want to carry a backpack to walk down the street, fine, whatever. But, you know, we thought we'd ask the question. Um, there seemed to be a bit of consensus on anything above an hour or 10 miles, which seemed to be the nice round numbers people mm-hmm. went for. There was the ob- obligatory Bant suggestions of 50 miles, 100 miles, and filling it with booze and going for a walk. Lol. Um, Robert schedule spotted someone wearing one for the Westminster Mile. Though, from what we've learned from this podcast... There is almost certainly a very good reason behind that because whenever we kind of come up with something like this and we're like, "What the fuck is that about?" and then someone tells us, we're like, "Oh yeah, okay, yeah, fair enough, that's a good reason." <laughs> so there's probably a reason there. Um, yeah, they have about...
1: like a rare condition where they get dehydrated every two seconds, and we've made fun of them now. So... Or
0: they're in the middle of yeah. like a four thousand mile race or something like that. I mean, yeah, they're... that's
1: probably yeah, that's probably more likely. So,
0: so what do you reckon? Yeah, about I an get... hour or ten miles? People seem to be saying. Does that sound about right? I... To you?
1: I say it depends on the heat as well for sure like in the winter I can do my long runs you know if it's like 10 miles plus or say like I'm running for like two hours I could do that without water in the winter and be perfectly fine but in the summer if I'm running more than an hour definitely like I said I drink like every hour then so yeah I think a lot of it depends on the weather as well
0: yeah yeah Um, I've just got a new bag as well I bought myself a Camelback Ultra 10 hydration pack and like, it's got pockets everywhere. There's pockets in the pockets. I don't... I could have this... I'm going to have this for years. I'm going to keep discovering pockets. I like the way bag makers seem to think that I'm likely to carry, like, 400 very small things rather than, like, two or three slightly larger things. There's like, pockets everywhere. Pockets, pockets, pockets. Put pockets, pockets everywhere. They'll always want the pockets. Fill everything. I don't know what I would ever put in all of these pockets. It stresses me I out. Must
1: admit, I must admit, when I did my first Ultra... I ran an Ultra, by the way. Um, I bought a new bag like a few days before the ultra and i wore it on the ultra a brand yes. new bag so but it worked out really well it worked out fine <laughs> like i do with a lot of things i just buy them and wear them not really yeah. listen to that you know you're supposed to wear them in a bit first and train with them nah i didn't do that I just bought a brand new bag and wore it the whole way so yeah but it's probably not a good idea if you're going to do a long run to just buy a new bag and just wear it straight away because it may chafe.
0: <laughs> it may do there we go. That is the end of our bullshit review of running accessories. Please let us know any other insane, weird accessories that you come across. We need to know about them all. On to the tweets and the messages and Bishop uh, talking about Ben Smith's book. She said, just finished this fantastic book. So inspiring. I've cried a bit, but ultimately it's made me smile running is bullshit thanks to the recommendation and to the 401 challenge just thanks for the best line i've read in a long time failure is the privilege of those who try
1: it's very good yeah it is a, a brilliant book i've said it before so i won't go into it too much but yeah it's, it's really well written and it's well worth taking a look at if you're into that nothing wrong with
0: failure we do it all the time No,
1: nope. exactly Forty-five exactly. times now
0: we're on two <laughs> yeah
1: um congratulations to ian thompson who screenshots his travel which shows he is a local legend for segments entitled predator in the park i think i met you the other day <laughs> um, and i really need a poo so he must be very proud of himself <laughs> that's
0: fantastic not only are those segments there and you've run them you are the local legend of those yes amazing congratulations um i am a local legend i've only just realized it's a weird segment that only six people have ever run it's just like in the middle of a load of suburban streets but it's just a weird kind of dog leg that basically no one would ever run because it doesn't really go to or from anywhere and yeah only six people have ever run it i've run it once in the last 90 days and i'm a legend um now we noticed the other day amy you became a local legend Mm -hmm. um down at the park near you but we noticed on the screen on strava it divides local legends into all athletes and women why is that
1: because you know as women need bolstering up a bit we feel very self-conscious we need to be told we're special and that our poor little womanly legs can carry us far enough you know to to make it to a the dizzy heights of the local legends.
0: Being a man. We just need
1: a bit of extra. Yeah, exactly. You know, we can't be in the same category as men. It's just too I mean, much. It's overwhelming.
0: Strava leaderboards, because they're done on time, that kind of makes sense to have everyone yeah. and women separately because, well, you know, men and women perhaps would make more sense, but, you know, whatever. But this is purely on volume, on how many times you've done it, in which case there's no difference between men and women. Have they just. I think they've probably just stuck this into their existing system and haven't changed it or fixed it or updated it. But it's a so it's really a, strange
1: different. So no is there no way to filter men, then? Is it just you can only filter, no. just see women?
0: Yeah, all oh, athletes, that, that's all women.
1: That's I find odd. Like, can't you just look at all athletes, just men, just women? I don't well, know that makes sense.
0: But they, it's just the amount of time. So I don't even see why there needs to be a divide. Because that's purely even. There's no gender difference in the number of times you can do something in 90 days it's a really strange one
1: so how do you how do you see if you're a local legend i had no idea until you told me i was a local legend
0: uh, well it popped up on your thing you know where you get the achievements pop up on strava oh, yeah. you get like a little yeah. it's kind of like a little uh, what is it like a laurel wreath or something that pops up as a uh, local legend i just happened to spot that on yours and obviously i was really nosy and went looking for it
1: I suppose if anyone wants to stalk people, you can easily see how often they run in certain areas. And if you you, know, you want to hang around and be weird, you can do that. Thanks, Strava, making us feel a lot safer.
0: Absolutely. That's what they're all about. <laughs>
1: yeah. The bullshit, the bullshit, the bullshit running news. It's the bullshit, the bullshit, the bullshit running news. Bullshit running news.
0: Cool. On a running accessory theme, Asics have announced a running mask that you can drink through. Now, this is the super exciting headline on Runners World, but when I looked at it, there's nothing in the article and there's nothing on the Asics website that says anything about being able to drink through the mask. It's mm-hmm. just a, it's a fancy sports mask. Uh, but there's nothing on there, despite the headline, that actually says anything about drinking through it. So I don't understand that. Sense
1: yeah because, because you shouldn't really if you're wearing a mask of covid you shouldn't really the, the fluid shouldn't be able to pass through it that's the whole
0: point i assume to well, it be like a tube into the side of it or something that would sit yeah, there. It yeah, be yeah. really annoying but there's nothing about that you know even on the like the technical details on their website it doesn't mention it but also why do you need to be running with a mask and drinking you're only running with a mask if you're in an urban area surely or if you're doing i don't know perhaps if you're doing training with lots of other people in a smaller like track environment maybe but then you think you'd still can take yourself off somewhere else to have a drink put the mask back on and if you're running through a busy urban area you're surely not running for more than like an hour or so in that kind yeah. of environment where you can't drink so the headline obviously doesn't make sense because there's you can't drink through this mask but why would you need to
1: and when I when I read the article, it was like, oh, wearing a mask is now mandatory in, in shops and restaurants and whatever. And I was like, yeah, but what has that got to do with running? Yeah. <laughs> well, would, like you say, I, I I to be honest, I wouldn't want to, if I had to run somewhere that required wearing a mask, I wouldn't run that place. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, don't run through busy urban areas. Maybe, I don't know, maybe people live in them and they have to get through them. But, or run at times of the day where it's not busy. I just think this whole, like wearing a mask to run things seems a bit ridiculous, but yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: So the ultra runners are still at it. They're still, they're, they're going crazy. They're I running know. everywhere. They're hundreds and hundreds of miles away. We can't catch up with them. What are they doing? Oh, I, I can't do this name. So I'll, say, I'll try and say it with confidence.
0: Yeah.
1: So last week, Joe Zazuski broke four records in a single 24-hour event. Sure. So firstly, Oh, God. Firstly, she ran a Scottish record of 236 kilometres on the track in 24 hours, which is ridiculous. She then broke the British 200k record, the Scottish 100-mile record and the Scottish 12-hour record. She also ran a 5k trail run and 5,000 metres Masters race earlier that week. What the fuck?
0: What is her problem? Why is she trying to make us look bad?
1: God, Joe, just, just stop. doing (laughs) doing
0: a 24 hour race and she ran two other races that week i mean i know we haven't been able to race for a while i think she's in australia which is why she can i know we haven't been able to race for a while but come on stop rubbing it in and the big piece of news this week we haven't mentioned it yet But I guess we have to cover it. The London Marathon, as we know it, will not go ahead in 2020. I assume this isn't the place you're hearing about this. If it is, you probably need to be more up to date. The whole event had been postponed from April until October, but now the mass race has been cancelled and next year's race moved to the autumn to give it the best chance of going ahead. So that means the 2020 London Marathon Elite Race will happen as a 17-lap race in St. James's Park. First of all, they keep saying the London Marathon will go ahead. No, it won't. A marathon in London will happen, fine. An elite race, it's like around St. James's Park, and it's going to be at least 17 laps. Amy, are you in any way interested in this? No. Okay, moving on.
1: (laughs) I, I get that why elites would still do it because if you're an elite you know there's a potential to make money from it to qualify and for things and all that sort of thing but I can't imagine if they're going to broadcast this I can't imagine many people watching <laughs>
0: yeah and again it's not the London Marathon
1: no no and part of the reason why people watch things like the London Marathon as well is to see the mass race and hear the stories and all that sort of thing so I can't imagine they'll a lot of people watching get a lot of sponsorship from it but I totally get why the elite race is going on because I guess if you're an athlete that you know needs to take part in these races in order to sustain your career get sponsorships all those sort of things then I bet they're glad it's going ahead and that's good that they're facilitating that but in terms of like fans watching or whatever I don't think many people I
0: I think a lot of people might be interested because I think it's it, so far they've said there's a very good field taking part so there's potential okay. for like very fast times and good racing on that kind of lap track it might be a different kind of atmosphere to the racing and mm-hmm. um, but for the mass runners they have the option of deferring to so october 2021 spring 2022 or spring 2023 which is really good actually again london marathon have done very well at this i think at managing this pr after delaying for so long you can defer for the next three years which is really nice there's also the inevitable virtual london marathon which will be an additional 20 pounds so for those that have entered who want to run the virtual london marathon and get their medal and t-shirt they can pay another 20 quid run any kind of marathon on that day and they can get their stuff yeah fine uh, but if you don't want to defer a full refund is available which is yeah, actually that's good. yeah that's actually really good but still i don't know when all the news of the london marathon was coming out because i'm not taking part i kind of don't care mm. i don't know i know the london marathon is built up to be this mega massive huge event but pff, i don't know i don't i don't really care that much
1: yeah no i'm not really that bothered like i, I watch it when like the math race is happening but i probably won't watch this i would it'd be the sort of thing i'll tune in for if they if broadcast it. i'm assuming they're broadcasting it yeah. um for the elite race i'll tune in like right towards the end to see who wins
0: <laughs> yeah if,
1: that's about
0: it if it's on and i'm home and i've got nothing else on yeah i'll watch it i won't go out of my way i mean the mass race the reason i watch that is because there's now there's people that i know in it and so obviously i sit there and, and i watch and i look out for like welsh running club vests to try and see if i can spot any that's quite fun but other than that yeah not fast would be,
1: it'd be cool if they're offering like special medals and t-shirts for the virtual one i think that would be quite like a cool thing well, i think
0: they're the standard ones because they need to get rid
1: of them. Uh, that sucks like i wouldn't be interested in that i think it's like a good memento it's like oh yeah do you remember in 2020 when the world went to shit and we had to do a virtual race but yeah i wouldn't do it for just the standard medal and t-shirt
0: I'm not because bored. again that that will say london marathon finisher yeah and
1: exactly with,
0: with in the nicest way you're not so you haven't done no. the london marathon you've done a virtual no. marathon terrific well done but you haven't done the london marathon
1: no exactly which is what i mean like if they were offering like a special like medal t-shirt or whatever then cool but nah not into that
0: <laughs> yeah so there we go that's the bullshit running news um i like this next part of the script because the last few episodes now we've got a little thing section that section says right what's next Stuart, amy and there's just nothing in there and that hasn't been for ages now because there's just nothing there's still nothing yeah.
1: There's nothing happening. and Loads of races have been postponed. I'm still supposed to be doing my ultra next month now, September, but no, I don't know whether that's going to go ahead. No, no. And stuff's already like going back up, isn't it, in terms of yeah. COVID. So, yeah, I, I, for the foreseeable future, I think people were mad when they were saying, oh, yeah, stuff will start happening again in September, October. There'll be events on. No, it's not going to be for a while yet. I think stuff's going to get sorted. So, yeah.
0: I've entirely lost track of what's been deferred, what's been postponed, what's been cancelled. I'm just kind of ignoring it all now.
1: Yeah, and just enjoy running for the sake of running, I guess. Going out, finding new routes. I've been following your advice and going different directions, getting lost, okay. you know. but It's amazing, though, how many trails and... Lo- like, I, I went running the other week. I don't know whether I talked about this on the podcast. I can't remember when, when we last recorded. Um, I went running the other week, and I found this amazing trail or this network of trails right near where like literally just a mile away from where i live that i wouldn't have known existed and i just yeah so i think just exploring where you live while there aren't races on um looking out for like those little hidden gems is a good way to go
0: i did that the other day just running up the Taft trail there's one section where you turn off and go up a little path and go under like a busy road bridge and through part of a village I went the other way and straight on and there's just a lovely trail path next to the river and it's just such a nicer way to go than this other way that I've gone for years I've done that path dozens and dozens of times and it's never for some reason it's never occurred to me to go straight ahead and through a gate but it's it's a much nicer path and I'll always run that way now so yeah just just keep an eye out for those little gates and signposts and just see what's down there
1: I think it's useful is it um open street map is that what it's yes, called definitely yeah I used that and I just looked and I could see like all this forest and all these tr- like public footpaths which mm. you can't usually see from google maps or whatever so I had a look on there and I thought oh I'll just go that way and see what it's like so uh, you know before you run just open up OpenStreetMap and have a look and see what sort of trails around you
0: for sure. make sure you've got your phone on you to use the compass
1: exactly and make sure you like collaborate the 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 compass before you go out make sure you sort it out first or else you'll be in hot water that's my top tip or just take a digital compass you know yeah like a caveman
0: (laughs) with a compass yeah
1: final shout out to our patreon one dollar donors ready louise larry victoria steph anthony angela chris harry charlie liz john moena jonathan rich matt len matt
0: and if you've enjoyed this bullshit, please visit runningisbs.com to see the show notes and links from this episode and the whole back catalogue, as well as links to our Patreon, merch store, and social medias. We'll talk to you next time with Rhys Jenkins, who is just past Mumbles in Swansea Bay.
1: That is absolutely bloody knackered. Poor bastard. <laughs> Bye. See you soon. Wear your mask in the shop. I don't know what else to add to the COVID advice this week. I, I
0: chop most of it off anyway, don't worry. Okay,
1: that's fine. <laughs> it's Just Boy. kind of you
0: rambling bizarrely to yourself.
1: <laughs> okay. Blow your own tissue.